Hello and welcome to the Max and Skittle Power Hour. A menagerie of hot takes, high stakes, and milkshakes. For the oddities and commodities to gather and ponder. Strawberry blonde and legs for days. No dames our age can afford a coat like this. And we've got bad puns written all over us like the year 2020. Help us welcome our weekly guest artists from across the globe as we take back the spotlight and shine on the artists and craftspeople keeping our boats afloat. With faces for radio and voices also conveniently for radio, we present to you some fresh vaudeville variety you did not know you needed. So tune in weekly to the Max and Skittle Power Hour. Not an hour. We're your hosts, Max and Skittle. And I'm Max. And we are so excited to bring you this weekly podcast where each episode we will bring in a guest artist to interview. You'll get to know how the arts are not only surviving, but thriving in this new decade. In addition to our interview, you'll get to hear new works from each artist as their creations will be featured in their episode. So grab a drink, stay hydrated, sit back, and relax to enjoy the dulcet tones of the Max and Skittle Power Hour as we bring you the voice of today, yesterday. On today's show, we have Giselle. How are you doing? Doing well, I suppose. I mean, no, I don't suppose. I'm doing well. I hope you're both doing well and are healthy and, and safe and that the people you care about are healthy and safe. Oh, Thank you. Thank you so much. That's yeah. so kind. I'm glad you are doing well. Very affirmative. <laughs> I try. I can't say it. I've been well this whole time, but currently in this moment, I am well. and I'm grateful for that. Yes! Oh, that's so good. What was the first thing you saw this morning when you opened your eyes? Wow, what a question. The first thing I saw this morning when I opened my eyes, I sleep right next to our west-facing window. So it's like the sun doesn't blast in my face, but it's like a lovely morning glow. Mm. And then I turned over and my partner was next to me and he was already awake watching oh. me sleep. So it's really <laughs> sweet. Oh. Yeah, it's like, um, like a Celine Dion like, album cover. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. Us and bad, yeah. <laughs> uh, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Harlem in <gasps> Manhattan, New York City. I know that Woo-hoo. the two of you aren't very far from me. Oh, no, no. Oh, no we're we so are close. in the Pride Lands of Jersey. <laughs> yeah, we're um, right across the river, gazing at you from afar. Ah, I'm gazing back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, so let's get a quick bio from you for our listeners. Where were you born? Uh, Where did you go to school? What's your social security number? The five last digits of your credit card the number. works, mother's maiden name. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start with those two. Um, <laughs> I was born in Bethesda, Maryland. My dad was in the Navy for like almost 30 years. I don't remember any of Maryland, though. I pretty much was raised in Virginia Beach, Virginia. and. I, uh, once I graduated from high school, I moved to Tampa, Florida to attend the University of South Florida. Um, I changed my major a few times and somehow ended up uh, back at theater. My high school <laughs> was a performing arts high school, as you know, Max. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I need to pick something responsible. So I did like public relations and I can barely tell you what that is now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I found my way back to theater and then uh, worked full time and, you know, doing different things after college. And now I am in New York City. And I would say as an artist, I would describe myself as an actor first, a singer songwriter. I, in the past six months, 
or less have like gotten into playwriting and have recently discovered that a play of mine is being published. So that's cool. But... Wait, hold the phone. A play of yours is being published? Yeah, it's an online publishing group. Um, or that's how I discovered them and called Flea on the Dog or Fleas on the Dog. And mm. just like really cool people who are, you know, every quarter, I believe they're, you know, periodically releasing uh, or publishing all different kinds of written works and plays are obviously one of those kinds. And yeah, so I'm really excited about it. I, I mean, I guess I lose the rights to the play for three months, but this is the first thing that's ever happened with a play that I've written. So I don't care. Take it. Take, take my rights. Oh my gosh, wow. that is so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even know that. In a snow globe. I awoke in silence absolute. My senses not at all acute. The world around me talking mute. But nothing for me to impute. I hid my head when I stood up on what I cannot say. The sky above is clear and blue, and I am not that tall today. Confused and dazed, I sat back down upon the plush green grassy ground. Except instead of blades of grass, I sat upon things small and round. Curious, I picked one up to see just what I'd sat upon. Holy sponges washed in white scattered around me on the lawn. I tossed one up into the sky, it quickly turned and floated down, slow and steady from that spot where the sky had knocked my crown. I frowned, and rose my arms above, extended as far as I could reach, invisible walls, and a rounded top, that surety of which I couldn't breach. I figured out why I couldn't hear the, the world, world around, around me, me living on, but other questions in my mind arose like the sun in a foggy dawn. How, How did, did I end up, up here? here? Why is my prison so round and clear? And of, of course, course, most, most important, important, what happens when I run out of air? Nothing for me to impute. The world around me talking mute. My senses not at all acute. I sleep in, in silence, silence absolute. So, uh, school in Florida. Yes. Public relations is what you finally settled on? you said public relations was my first major oh the first major. um i actually and everyone knows the story so it's not a secret i moved to florida for a boy oh oh my god not the boy that i'm with now thank god that's that's yes and now he lives in new york city which is great for me um but he's engaged so we gucci um yeah and he told me that if i I was a theater major that he would dump me because I wouldn't bring any money to our future. What? Oh my God. Holding I'm, you back. Wait, I'm liking him less and less and less. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't break up with him immediately because I was an idiot. Wait, was so, this um, is this a boy from our high school? No. Oh, thank God. Okay, then it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, met, I met him through a platform called Mystery Google, but we don't have to get into all that. We don't have to unpack all of that. <laughs> So you what? started with public relations. <laughs> you ended up in theater. I'm so glad you did. Yes. Um, Me too. Cool. Yeah. So um, pre-coronavirus, I guess. Um, what, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> to set it up. Pre-coronavirus. Um, how, what, could you tell us a little bit about what it was like balancing like your art and 
working full time? Yeah. So when I first moved here, I worked remote for my company in Tampa for several months, which was nice, but they weren't so, or my boss there wasn't so understanding of like the work life balance. Um, and that like my life is majority art. And right. when you have a full-time job, a lot of places don't understand that mm. um, or don't support that. Uh, and I get it. Like when you work, like you should be a hundred percent there or what have you, but it's nice when the people you work with, like understand that you do things outside of work and that that can only make you stronger at work. Mm. So it was, it was tough. And I actually, I, when I first moved here, I came for two months and I went back to Tampa to do a show that I had been cast in before we even know, knew that we were moving here. And it was stupid effing bird. Um, and then I came back up here like summer 2018 and worked remote for several months. I did lots of interviews for a job here. And the thing that I was, you know, that was, I was really focusing on in the interview, people are asking what I'm looking for. I'm like, I'm looking for a place where I can be myself. Like I don't have Finsta <laughs> and I do that. I mean, as like a overarching like metaphor for life, like I just don't want to hide any part of myself or I don't want to have to hide any part of myself I mean I think often I'm like TMI especially with my mom poor thing but I'm just like always open to like share what's going on and uh, my job yes. currently supports what I do and I also help do a little bit of creative writing in my current role too and you know we're connected to like the mayor's office of media and entertainment and different things mm. and and so it's just it's it's so living in New York and having the job that I have and working with the amazing people that I do, like, reminds me that once you live here, things feel much more possible than they do before you move here. If that makes sense. Like, I yeah. just, New York feels, like, far away and expensive and, like, really impossible. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then once you're here, you just, like, make it work. Yeah, and you, like, run into people on the street and you're like, oh, my God, like, you're living a normal life and you're a normal person, but you also are on Broadway or, like, I saw you on my TV last night. Or like, kind of like crazy thing, but like these are just normal human beings. What have you been up to since the pandemic started? I guess that's a good question. So at the beginning, <laughs> it was a lot of like I had, you know, like I said, I had just started therapy, and I thought I was like super in touch with myself and my emotions, and like I, I often say that like the metaphor is like you have a glass, it's filled to the rim. The glass is like your perspective of yourself or the glass is like who you are and the water is how much of yourself you know. But then when I started therapy, I was like, oh, I know everything about myself. My glass is full. Mm. And then when I started therapy, the glass got huge, but like the amount of water didn't change. Oh. And I was like, holy shit, I don't know <laughs> oh, a damn no. thing about myself. Oh, my oh. So getting into like the beginning of COVID after our stupid effing bird direct passed away right before everything mm. got crazy it's like the beginning of march and i was like wow i have nothing to talk about in therapy today and then i and then i got a text like he died right before my appointment and i was like Damn. Oh, oh man okay um so i went in her name was anya and then she took me about like you know finding your safe space like close your eyes and think of like a, a place where nothing can go wrong and that you can let in or one one being whether it's like a god or a higher self the best version of like a higher being who can be with me in that space is like the ideal version of me i don't mean mm. for that to sound conceited but it's like every everything that i want to be in a being is like the person that i would trust the most or the being that i would trust the most in that space and so then i wrote a song about it about like 
you know, kind of laying the ground for groundwork for like what does the place look like and like describing it in detail and like talking about the stars and then like there's this being that's just glowing golden like an angel mm. like this non judgmental picture like picture of I don't want to say perfection but like the closest to perfection an imperfect being can be and that was a huge breakthrough for me and has really set me off on this journey of of spending time looking inward which I still am not great at and I love to be productive and I love to distract myself but it's it's been a journey and that was a great uh, a great way to open the door so there's <laughs> that I love thank that. you so much um it feels so rewarding to that you have even asked about it thank you Tim? Tim Montgomery? Is that you? Lacey Monroe? From Dunwell U? I can't believe it's you! Gosh, you look great. You age like one of those exhibits in Madame Tussaud's Wax Museum. Holy cow. Have a seat if you'd like. I'm supposed to be meeting someone, but he's running like a teen who overslept on the morning of their big <laughs> exam. Sure, thanks. I was actually just thinking about our old college days recently. That place was like a tailgate outside the concert of an indie band playing their hometown. <laughs> it certainly was. Do you remember Bryce Stevens? The hockey player? Of course. His wife reached out to me recently. She was as torn up as a street in an apocalypse film after the climactic fight scene. Oh no. What happened? Bryce left her. Damn. Well, he was always as fickle as a house cat when their owner holds open the door for them to go outside. I was surprised that he even went through with the wedding. Do you remember Claire Donahue? The RA in Anders Hall junior year? The one and only. She ended up dropping out and getting a job at the Stop and Shop at Red Beach. No way! She always had the highest grades in class. She worked as hard as a god trying to disrupt the life of a war hero who displayed signs <laughs> of hubris in a Greek epic. Uh, hey Lacey, uh, we're getting another round for the group. Do you want one? Sure thing. I'll be right there. Oh, this is Tim. Back in college, we were as tight as a size 4 shoe on a size 11 foot. Oh, it's, uh, nice to meet you, dude. Uh, would you like to join us? No, thank you. I was actually waiting for my date when Lacey blew in like a storm on a winter's day after several days of a seasonably warm weather. Uh, great. Uh, okay, Lace, uh, I'm gonna go wait for you with the others. Say, he kind of reminds me of Tyler Jones. The chemistry student who worked at the coffee shop on 4th Street on alternating Fridays freshman year? Spitting image. Wow, you know, I never even realized that. I always thought he kind of looked like Timothy Townsend. The little brother of the landlord of the second apartment of the science teacher lived in during our third semester? Who else? Incredible. It's as clear as the view of the cosmos in the main backwoods by a camper who's lived their whole life under the heavy light pollution of New York City. That reminds me, though. I was talking to Nancy Coles last week. The mother of the best friend of the guest speaker at the graduation of the class two years ahead of us at Dunwell? The legend herself. Get this. I was just starting to look for a new job when she calls to tell me that her cousin does the hiring for the startup in the city and that they are as desperate as a dog half-starved on the side of the road when the local branch of the ASPCA shows up after a concerned citizen calls it in, but doesn't wait around long enough to feel emotionally attached to the outcome of the situation. That's amazing! So you're going to work in the city? I start next week! Well, good for you. I'm glad we ran into each other before you left. Oh, here's my date. Devin! Over here. Hey, 
Sorry I'm late. I was held up at the office for hours. Don't worry about it. I was just catching up with my friend from college, Lacey. It's nice to meet you, Devin. I don't want to impose on your date like a waiter that keeps bringing you the dessert menu while you're still eating appetizers. I'll talk to you later, Tim. Oh, nice to meet you. She seems nice. She kind of reminds me of Beth. The saleswoman at the department store on 9th Street? No, my sister. like a couple months into quarantine and again i'm an actor first i have a theater performance degree um and i'm like okay well now i want to do something and i think virtual theater is gonna suck so i don't want to do that <laughs> but i do lo- i'm like one of the only people who like stays for a talk back after a play after like everyone who wants to like get the hell out of right. there has left and i just like feel so close to the actors and I love to understand like what the like all of the behind the scenes stuff that went into creating this piece and and how they explore the characters and different things and so I'm like what if I like we read some plays on like a zoom call and then we just talk about them and maybe like the plays that we read like if it's like two or three short plays can all be like related to each other like around a theme and then we can have like meaningful conversation about it so I started a Facebook page, and my best friend Bryn is uh, now our uh, the theater and mass marketing director. And so we were sitting there, like shooting the shit, like trying to figure out what the name should be. And we came up with some really horrible ideas. Like honestly, I've blacked out. Like I can't <laughs> even tell them to you right now. But um, I was like, well, we're kind of unmasking like the story behind the story and like what if we invite the playwrights to be part of the conversation mm-hmm. that makes sense because then like we don't have to wear masks because we're all on zoom call so it's like we're unmasked theater unmasked oh my god ugh. and so then it kind of became that and then our facebook page had like 40 people on it at the beginning all just people that you know Bryn and i knew personally part of like our art community all amazingly wonderful people and you know there's we said we're gonna replace there's not any pressure ever to perform um we're just reading them if you want to perform like (laughs) feel free but no pressure just like theater lovers could do it so people didn't feel like it was just for actors it's like there are certain stories that are meant to be heard by people who maybe their minds aren't as open it's meant they're Mm -hmm. meant to like open your mind and i feel like a lot of times like when you have just actors in the room it's like oh like you're preaching to the choir yeah i feel that and so i just wanted it to feel like it was like really open yeah and since then i mean we've you know we do three short plays a week pretty much we invite our playwrights uh, every single week and we have to reach out to them for permission anyway Mm -hmm. and most often they come and join and talk about it which is really crazy and i think that that's the key piece like in bringing the playwrights and like people kind of like it's like spreading through word of mouth and then now we have an instagram and brin's been doing killer work uh making beautiful graphics and and setting up a social plan for us and what have you and then we have a partnerships director nick hipple and we have a literary director who is the main individual who's choosing our plays now um shane mccaddy and it's really grown into something that we didn't expect it to be the concise way to say it is what started as just like I want to read some plays on Zoom. I wonder if my friends would join me. Became this incredible, like, uplifting community. Um, And I just really couldn't be more grateful that folks not only, 
get so much out of it, but continue to put trust in us to put together such a wonderful experience. That's so cool. Yeah, I remember seeing stuff about it back when you first formed it. And it was really cool. It was a really nice way to like get back in touch with other actors, especially in a time when I'm not in touch with anyone physically. <laughs> so right. <laughs> um, it was a really nice group that has really grown a lot. And you guys are getting all kinds of press coverage now and stuff. Yeah, attention. <laughs> I, I feel like way cooler than I actually am. <laughs> oh my god, you're so cool. Thank you so much. You're both very cool as well. This is such a cool oh my God. Thank, you. Thank you so much. We're all very cool people. For real. Fine, I'll um, take it. <laughs> uh, so can you tell us a little bit about the feature uh, for this episode that you're, you've submitted? Was it your it... golden song before or is it something else? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that makes it much easier. I feel like I'm quite long-winded, but hopefully this will be short. Yes, it is uh, my song, Golden. Not many people have heard it. Because when um, and Bryn and I, Bryn decided she wanted to do a project with a theater company that I've worked with before, based out of Tampa, um, called Jobsite Theater, and they're absolutely wonderful. Um, they're the resident theater company at the Strauss Center, which is like the main huge like touring house that's down there, and they have um, like a bunch of different theaters within the building. And they decided they wanted to, at the beginning of the pandemic, put together like a streaming service where their artists and actors could submit work and they could host that work on a Vimeo account and then mm. folks could pay into the platform to support artists and then that money goes directly back to the artist, which is incredible. So um, Bryn was like, hey, you want to do a video for Golden? And so <laughs> she's wonderful on the film side of things, but she's not here. She's still in Florida. And so um, she sent like a shot list and everything she wanted to see and some friends up here helped. And uh, another friend I, I went to school with, his name is Anthony Santaniello. He um, produces music for a living, which like just uh, was um, amazing how it worked out. Um, and so he mastered the song and we were able to film everything and then she edited it all together. Um, and I just, I absolutely love like collaborative art projects. And so it was just an extra special thing. Um, so yeah, that many people have heard the song. I haven't posted it to any streaming platforms and I would love to share it here. So thank you for giving me the chance to do that. I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys. Sorry, you were talking about it before and I was like, is this a song? I hope this is, I hope this is the one. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but I'm very excited. I, I just, I'm so excited. I love also working on collaborative stuff with other artists who work in like specialize in different mediums or different fields yeah. and everyone acts as a catch-all for everyone else and mm. makes some really dope stuff. Yeah. And them. then like you just learn from those people. I think that it's, it's the best when it feels I, using the word educational sounds so dry, but it, like, it's mm. like a, a really rich learning experience i mean with people who i i love so dearly like hello it's like a freaking dream so i'm super grateful <laughs> <laughs> there's a girl and there's a lake and there are stars the most i've ever seen from center stage to the apron Inside her glowing 
never seen water silence except the lapping on the pier in the breeze and this woman she's an angel holding everything i am judgment free when she sends her gold around me i feel only love and energy and as i grasp and grow i too grow golden let my body slow i too grasp and grow I too grow golden let my body slow I too grow golden as I grasp and As I grasp and grow, I too grow golden. Let my thinking slow, I too grow 
what artist would you recommend listeners check out as a sort of pass the spotlight kind of segment? Oh my gosh. Um, there are so many people that I could say here. And this is not to offend anybody who I do not say. <laughs> of course, of but, course. No offense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, an artist who I went to school with, um, who is brilliantly wise uh, beyond his years and just continues to create magic um, on the stage and with puppetry and all different kinds of things. Um, his name is Kevin Michael Wesson. And he is a Chicago-based puppeteer and playwright who didn't discover that he would be such a brilliant playwright until he just took a for fun, like, playwriting class in college. Um, and he just became part of, I'm going to mess this up, is it a neo-futurist theater company? Or is it, like, experimental theater? Maybe that's mm. both. I'm not quite sure, but he just is it's like if you think of like inside the box and outside the box like there is no box like oh. we're in a different universe <laughs> I don't know. he's just he's just he his mind works in a way that i it it just it like almost brings me to tears just thinking about like i just admire him so much and i'm so grateful um to call him a friend oh so kevin michael wesson well thank you so much for being interviewed, Woo! Giselle, for coming on the show. Wow. Thank you so <laughs> much. You did it. You did it. More importantly, you both are doing it. And, and so are you. So appreciated. Thank you. I just, I hope that once all this craziness is over, um, we can grab a coffee or like do some cool circus stuff or teach me. I want to learn all of the things, all of your wisdom. I'm ready. Oh yeah, excellent. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. Oh. My goodness, what an uh, episode, what a feature. So Giselle amazing. is just so talented and so talented. that was you so, know, she so was, incredible. She was such a stunner, such a talented person in high school and she has only gotten more amazing as time has gone on. For real, Ugh. I mean, wow, who, that, her song, Golden, it just blew Stop. me away. It I literally cried. <laughs> Tears like, literally came out of my eyes. The first time I listened to it, I had to message her immediately and oh be like, God. thank you so much for being on the show and letting us share your song with people. It's so touching. It's so beautiful. Like, I just couldn't believe we have, like, seriously. <sighs> I just need to catch my breath a little bit because I know. of how breathtaking that was. <sighs> <laughs> was that funny? Was that I kind of went into that without a plan and then ended it with um, what happened. Anyway, yes, what a, an amazing interview. Um, so fascinating to hear about her journey and her honesty. Her honesty. Her honesty yeah. with her arts and like everyone how she... should be in therapy. Honestly, there's no shame in it. We all need it. For real, we really do. It's so important to have a support system. I really like it when people like advocate for therapy yeah. publicly. They're like, it's destigmatizing, you know, exactly. just because like a lot of people are like, oh, you go to therapy if there's something wrong, but there doesn't need to be anything wrong. Life exactly. is hard. <laughs> Life is <laughs> like, hard. And sometimes we need that extra boost of a therapist to be like, hey, it's going to be okay, buddy. You know, keep everything clear, clear those pipes, exactly. have someone to talk to, polish up all those inner emotions. 
Let's also give it up for that uh, piece of poetry we got to hear. Woo woo! By the amazing Rainy Trowlan. All right, any final words, Skittle? I just want to take this moment to thank Giselle and to thank her for being on our show and to contributing to this podcast in her voice acting and her amazing personality and her strong persona and her music. And I just feel so lucky. So mm. thank you, Giselle. Shout out to you. Reppin. I guess that's all. That's all we have time for. Good night, everybody. God, I love you. The Max and Skittle Power Hour was created and produced by Max Turner and Skittle Cheshire. Today's episode featured guest artist Giselle Muse. You can check out the music video for her song, Golden, at digitalshorts.jobsitetheater.org. In a Snow Globe was written by Rainy Tralan and performed by Sev Chanel and Scott Suzel. Additional voice acting provided by Bailey Gray and Santos Cologne. Music by Kel Gabe. You can find all of our future episodes of the Max and Skittle Power Hour on our Podbean site at maxandskittlepowerhour.podbean.com. You can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash maxandskittle. That's M-A-K-S-N-S-K-T-L. You'll also enjoy multiple benefits, such as access to our Discord server, behind-the-scenes content, bonus videos, early access to episodes, and more, depending on your Patreon tier. That's all for tonight, folks. Thanks for listening.